Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Real Estate Matters. For over nine years, the voice of real estate in Flagler County in Palm Coast, Florida. I'm Toby Tobin. I live here in Palm Coast. I'm a Florida licensed commercial realtor with Grand Living Realty, and sitting here beside me is my sidekick, Walker Douglas. Merry Toby, Father Christmas. (laughs) You're feeling a little dyslexic today. I hit the the eggnog early today. (laughs) Well, Merry Christmas to you and to everybody out there who's listening in. We're approaching the end of December. Um... Although we're recording this on what is it? It's the twenty first. For all you know, Thursday. it's the it's the end of December. Oh no, December's a <clears throat> it's a it's a funny month. It can be uh, low sales volume, or more recently, in more recent years, it's been one of the bigger months of the year. And I think it's entirely driven by income tax decisions. Generally tends to be dealing with corporate landowners, unmitigated chaos. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was looking at the uh, posted closings on the clerk's website last night, and I saw that a pretty good sized transaction went through in Town Center. Yeah, something very exciting. Um, I'm going to let the new landowner probably drive the press and, and marketing behind it. But suffice to say, we are um, we're going to see Town Center Boulevard going vertical on on every side at this point. Um, save one property in the next eighteen months. Mm-hmm. Finally, yeah. This the parcel that just sold is uh, directly across the street from the Imagine School. Pretty piece of property. It's got canals running through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Needs a little dirt. It does. We found yeah. it, though. Mm-hmm. We're good at finding dirt. You going to use the down near Grand Landing to that site? Or did you find it in Town Center? We we found some dirt in Town Center. nice thing about dirt is you, you dig a hole. Mm-hmm. Digging a hole is a lot more expensive than people might think in Florida, though, because you hit water sometimes three feet down there. And then you got to dig another hole and pump the water into that hole. Is you got to run a diesel generator the whole time, in case you were wondering. Yeah, well, and that's one reason that uh, housing is so expensive now. One of many. So, at this point in December, and again, reminding everybody, the 21st, so there, there will be uh, several transactions that will be posted at the end of the, at the, end of the month. You know, businesses are involved in the housing market, and they go by budgets and sales plans and such, you know, and the, what are your sales this month? What are your sales this year? I, I used to have a computer business up in Charleston, South Carolina, and we were always pushing to make the numbers to, to beat last month or to beat, la- or to beat the uh, rival computer business might be in Atlanta. <laughs> also sabotaging. But, yeah. <laughs> But uh, we we used to joke uh, at the end of the year. We'd say, uh, "Oh, did that go through this year's business?" You know, hoping that it would. Yeah, yeah. The invoice was dated December thirty fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Extend that calendar year a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So anyway, 100 and home, 120 homes sold through midday today. But uh, median price on, on median price starts to make some meet be meaningful as you get more numbers as yeah. you get towards the end of the month. The first five houses that sold in the beginning of the month, the median price doesn't mean too much. But Un- unless you're like me, and a month is just an arbitrary designation of something that's as as fluid as the shifting of the sands on the beach, which is time. You did start early today, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so the median price is three eighty seven five, three hundred eighty seven thousand five hundred, which would I think that would make it the either the second or third highest price month of the year. Days on market remains relatively low at thirty eight. And I've been we've been tracking and talking about the number of homes listed and the homes pending and the Gindex and what's the ratio between listing and pending. And I've said in the past that you know, anything between eight hundred and well, eleven hundred or so is kind of a normal market. And we're up to nine hundred and eighty six single family homes listed. Okay. And I'm thinking that's you know, that's like where we were fifteen years ago, but Fifteen years ago, there weren't there weren't as many um, new homes on the listing market, hmm. so more of the more of the builders are pushing product through MLS system now. So I looked at how many existing homes are for sale. It's only six hundred nineteen. Wow! So builders are pulling about a third of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are, and they'll only. List if they're if you've got uh, you know if they've got a spec started, it's coming out of the ground, and they want they at some point they want to list it and have it basically booked before they get their certificate of occupancy. So, but in a norm in a in many markets they don't they don't build specs because it's too. You know, they're overly cautious. But the market today is strong for new construction, so they're very comfortable building specs. Now, you would think with all the new product on the market that would create some comp- more competitive pricing, right? Well, you would, but the um, you've got fact, and we, we talked about this last week, I remember, the, the fact that the buyer and the seller side of the equation are are equal. I mean, we've been moving sideways price-wise for well over a year now. And that means you're, you've got a market balance because if you had more sellers, prices would be going down. If you had more buyers, they'd be going up. But yet, the number of transactions is still lower than normal. And how, how do you, it feels how a little do you, bit like we're, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's yeah. too good to be true, too perfect. Well, What's happened, though, is that there's a segment of both sides of the equation that are out of the market. So we have a subset of potential buyers, subset of potential sellers. And it's mostly because of the interest rate. And more more housing doesn't necessarily bring that price down to make it more affordable, but it does make it more accessible just because there are more mm-hmm. options on the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and again, we have balance. I mean, whatever the whatever is coming out of the ground now is at at today's price satisfying needs. Uh, 
let's see, last year, we've got the numbers through November for this year. So compared to last year, <clears throat> last year, almost 2,800 homes, new, uh, I'm sorry, MLS single family homes were sold as 2,796, if you want to write it down. And this year through this 11 months, it's 2,637. So it's 150 homes fewer <clears throat> or between 10 and 15 homes a month on average were below. We're and, in predictable territory. <clears throat> but why Why is the number lower? You know, uh, Building permits are down substantially over last year. Well, if the if there's demand and there's a shortage of existing homes for sale and we've got people moving into town, we have in-migration, uh, these people basically only have one option, that's new construction. Or somebody who's leaving, but then you still have, a, if I'm talking about net gain in population, it has to be satisfied by new construction. So why are building permits down this year? Well, What's your theory? Oh, because it's just difficult to permit things and not getting easier. Well, that's but that was true last year, too. I, I really think that uh, the issue this year has been just a shortage of buildable lots, lots that are uh, build-ready. You know, if, you, if you drive around town, there's an awful lot of horizontal construction going, you know, uh, Lots land being cleared, land being moved around, dirt dirt moving, pipes going in the ground, uh, uh, stormwater management systems, which will later be marketed as lakes. Yeah, and on built. And to your point, um, all the original ITT lots, you're going to pick off the low hanging fruit first if you're going to develop a you know a piece of property. Um, and somebody recently purchased a good chunk of what are called the drop lots, which mm-hmm. were original ITT lots that for one reason or another were really difficult to develop. Maybe they're really low lying or access was difficult. Well, no, some, some of them just weren't, they, they weren't ready to market them. Right. And, and I mean, they were perfectly good lots, but they, they, they pulled them off the available for sale list. That's to say that they were dropped from the available to be sold list. That's why they were called drop lots. Well, Over so you, a thousand of them. And so you have a chunk. There are several chunks of these um, in Palm Coast of these drop lots where you have to develop all the infrastructure to get to them mm-hmm. and um, have to really bend over backwards to avoid, you know, impacting wetlands, which as always you're going to do. Um, you're going to avoid them. But, but the fact that somebody's picked those up says mm-hmm. to me, okay, we're at the high hanging fruit territory of, getting things permitted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. And the the highest volume uh, builder is D.R. Horton. And uh, they've had, they had several hundred permits this last year. But there were months when they would only have a few. And that's because um, they do some infill work. And that's why they're actually, they do infill work in Palm Coast to keep their crews ready and busy when they don't have a new phase opening in Grand Reserve or Sawmill Creek. That's a good model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And they've got, um, Sawmill Creek has got phase two 
just opened recently. They're building their phase 2A or 2B is, that's another 200-some homes is. Uh, they've got the preliminary plat done for that. Phase 7, which is up across from the uh, Egg Museum, that's over 400 homes. And that's they're, they're well underway. I mean, they'll be going vertical there next year. Are you still seeing, or maybe you're keeping track of it, maybe not, but are you still seeing a premium getting paid f- um, for existing homes over new homes just to get in them earlier? Uh, I've actually, the uh, existing home, I, no, the answer, quick answer is, is no. But it's harder to compare existing to new construction. And, and again, the only... New construction I see is what shows up on MLS. And if you take, you know, like Seagate, they're on MLS, but they're one of the only ones that does black homes that is also on MLS. A lot of your other MLS builders uh, uh, are frame construction. So there's a premium black over frame typically. Right. We're going to take a break, folks. Don't go away. We'll be right back. So based on your comment, how do you deliver more and better with less money. Free for all Friday, where local newsmakers talk it I out. I try to inform the public. And, you well, know, I wasn't the, blaming uh, you. No, I understand, but I'm trying <laughs> to get to, this I, thing done. I thought 120 days was enough. I hung in there as long as I could. Hi, I'm David Ayers. Join me and Brian McMillan every Friday morning following the news at 9 on WNZF and worldwide on the Flagler Radio mobile app. Well, hi, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, this is Real Estate Matters, second half. And I neglected to mention my sponsors in the first half. They'll be yelling at me if I don't do something Yeah, now. they're going to pull their sponsors. So we've got the Flagler County Home Builders Association, Klein Construction, American Village, and my pro bono sponsor, my favorite church, Hammock uh, Community Church. You're really piling up treasure in heaven for that sponsorship. Well, you when you get to be my age, you know, you want to, <laughs> you want to believe, start building that. <laughs> I believe in the chit system <laughs> of, of religion. So, What's the chit system? Well, you, you build up brownie points. You do good deeds. I'm not saying it's not. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. There's nothing to indicate <clears throat> theologically that that's not the case. No, it's I'm, – I'm – that's in jest, by the way. But I. But here's yeah. what I'm saying: is I, I would take that seriously. Well, don't, nobody's ever. You know, nobody's. You ever might get promoted to, to manager or something in heaven. <laughs> you never know. Okay, um, understanding the market signals. That's a note I made for to talk about today. Uh, since it's the end of the year, and over the next couple of weeks or so, we'll be making maybe some predictions, a few or more. And one of the things that I even forget it as much as I've done this, as long as I've done it, going on 20 years now, I forget sometimes that there's uh, time delays in the data that we use. You know, if you look at uh, something gets posted on 
the county clerk's website if deed gets filed. Well, backing up from that, deed filing, there might be two or three days before the closing company or the attorney got it over, had had enough to warrant a trip over to the clerk's office. But more importantly, before that, before the closing, there's up to maybe typically an average of about two months, month and a half to two months, from the time the contract was signed to when you go through inspection, getting your your financing in order and all of those things that go on between contract and closing, it averages out around 60 days. So we're looking at numbers now. I mentioned earlier, I said, you know, the median price in December looks like it's up a bit. Well, that doesn't mean the market in December is up. It means the market in September and October was up. Great news for all you people living in September, October. <laughs> but think, would you, would you, would you buy four hundred thousand dollars worth of Walmart stock, knowing only what it was selling for two months ago? No, but that's not the kind of information you would need more to jump out of a plane with a parachute. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you want a little bit more certainty. <clears throat> But we, we, we do have to consider that. So uh, December has uh, typically been one of the lower sales reporting months uh, of the year. But in more recent years, it's gone up somewhat. Uh, not every year. It's not consistent. But several years, it's been among the higher months. And I think we're seeing a lot more uh, real estate activity decisions being made because of the timing of taxes. And we mentioned earlier in the show, the businesses play that game all the time. The end of the month is ours. If you're going to buy a car, go, Everything go must the, last, go. the last day of the month. That's yeah. the best time to buy a car. So uh, in Florida, there are more new listings and higher statewide median sales prices compared to last year. That was just a piece of news picked up this morning. But you've known that for a while, dear listener. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If you've listened here every week, you'd already know that. So interest rates, um, well, if we're looking at sales today that were actually consummated two months ago, that was when the interest rate was at its peak, around 7.5. Now it's down slightly under 7. So that should say that... uh, more buyers are in the market in December, which means we should have more home sales reported in February. Which means that median price may take up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I believe that the interest rate is probably the, the biggest factor that's controlling the market behavior right now. And if it goes down, more people are going to enter the market as buyers. They're going to put more pressure on inventory, and that'll raise prices. So I think prices will go up somewhat next year as the interest rates go down. I've seen estimates of the interest rate going down mostly into the sixes, but it's already in the sixes. So right. I, would, I would go, we could go down to five, five and a half, I think. Yeah, employment's good. We had, like, <clears throat> that was Powell's old sell is, hey, listen, we've tamed, we're, 
we are in the process of taming inflation and, and employment looks fine. We might be able to take rates a little bit lower even than we initially thought. So we'll see. I think I think get rid of the Fed completely. What do you think, Toby? I I read a book about the founding of the Fed. It's a the was it the monster from Jekyll Island? Uh, yes, yeah. They all snuck down there on a a, a train with the drapes down in the right. windows. <laughs> yeah, and, and acted the, like they didn't know each other. Yeah, and the the biggest thing that they decided wasn't so much the structure that was already predetermined. It was going to be uh, a, a monopoly uh, controlled by the biggest banks, but they had to pick a name. So they came up with the name Federal Reserve. It's completely the most boring thing. <laughs> well, it, but the thing is, it, it, it's a nice feel-good name, but it isn't federal. Right. And there are no reserves. That's right. <laughs> so it's, it's just a big hoax. My favorite thing about this Argentinian president, other than his ridiculous <clears throat> hair, is that he's going to abolish, or at least claims he's going to abolish the Argentinian Federal Reserve and then put Argentina on the U.S. dollar, which I think will tame their inf- hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of a rubber sandwich, right? Because you abolish your Fed and then put your your country on the U.S. dollar, which is governed by a Federal Reserve, right. at yeah, least controlled you, by it. You, you're just putting it aside, putting it off on somebody else. Yeah, but nothing else changes. Uh, we recent city council meeting, uh, they approved some new apartments on Old Kings Road. Uh, I think it's 216 units, right? Which were zoned, which were zoned for for, for since the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So and and there wasn't much pushback from city council. Not somewhat different than the Cascades sure. story from from the previous meeting. So through through 11 months, I've uh, had 585 single family building permits issued. Now, uh, on no one thousand five hundred eighty-five single-family permits issued. Now, I've analyzed the local market, and you know, normally you hear people talk about two point six people per household. That's like a kind of a national average. Here we have uh, fewer children because we have an aging population, but we also have more non-residential housing that are second homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, or their Airbnb rentals, or their short-term rentals. They're, they're not somebody that would be counted by the census, so they're not residents. So we actually average out to about uh, two people per home. So we're lower. Yeah. I mean, you if if you take um, 200 people moving here, we need 100 homes. That's the way it just the, the market averages out. That, and that leaves room for some of those homes to be Airbnb, short-term rentals, or second homes. So 1,585 single-family units and times uh, divided by times two, a little over 3,000. New residents. New residents. But yet we're growing a little faster than that. So this year... Um, well, the population the population now is about one hundred and thirty thousand, and you compare that to uh, wow. Compare that 
to 2003 when there were 3,668 permits. 3,000? 3,668. So over twice as much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in 2004, there were 4,274 permits. So we were pulling way more permits back then. Yeah, with half the population. That's very interesting, Toby. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, just have those numbers in your pocket the next time somebody complains about the unbridled growth that we're experiencing today. And would they rather go back to 2009 when we only had 152 permits? Times were tough. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, I think it was April 2012, there were three permits in one month. Wow. Looking at the economy back then, I'm surprised sometimes that there were any permits pulled at all in a given month. Mm -hmm. It was so bleak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Anyway, uh, I had on my notes perspective was the, so that's why we talked about the things we talked about the second half of the show. Uh, end of the year is always interesting because people go prognosticating. You still think Carefully. you're going up next year? You want to make sure that's a, a trained medical physician prognosticating on you, <laughs> not an imposter. Uh, you're going digital on me, aren't you? <laughs> Okay, well, that's enough for today, folks. Uh, we got to take a rest. We'll be back next week. We hope you will, too. I'm Toby Tobin, and I approve this show. That was a slow burn joke. <laughs> <laughs>